Welcome to Chasm, the dichotomy of being. Here's your host, the formidable Tiffany Mack. Hey, I'm back. 2020 pandemic, not gonna stop me. We gonna talk about grief and COVID. Alrighty, y'all. I know y'all been uh, wondering, where is Chasm, the dichotomy of being? Well, you know, 2020 has been a little crazy, so I did have a spring season um, in store for us. Unfortunately, uh, 2020 said no, Um, but I have a surprise. Nothing's going to beat me or stop me. We do have a season two finally. Yay, it's four months late, but finally we have one. And um, during this time, this pandemic and quarantine, I was privileged to be able to go home to my hometown for a few weeks. And so I decided to record in Duluth, a.k.a. St. Louis. So before we get started, again, we're going to talk about grief and COVID. And I want to focus on tips to stay mentally healthy during this unprecedented time. Now, if you're like me, you probably have been through the gamut of emotions. I've been in shock. I've been depressed. I've been exhausted. I've been tired. I've been elated. I've been grateful for the time and so on and so forth. Just like a cycle of that. Um, I feel like really, is it just me or does 2020 make you want to run outside and yell, the sky is falling, a la Chicken Little style. You guys remember that? Chicken Little, if not, Google it, like literally. Um, This has been a year like no other. We got natural disasters worldwide. I mean, like Australia was freaking on fire. Is it still on fire? Can somebody tell me? Because I don't even know. I hope it's not. Uh, Racial tensions have boiled over. And, well, we tired of the BS. Not just black folks, but good folks. We all tired of it. And so that's boiling over. We got economic crises. People are losing businesses because of this, you know. And because of that, we got conspiracy theories. We have, uh, we're not as a unity in this country. And, of course, we have death, you know, death of loved ones. But not just death of loved ones and people we know, but death of life as we knew it. We got fake news. We got real news. We got, like I said before, conspiracy theories. We just don't know what to believe. And of course, this is all caused by the pandemic, COVID-19. So I just, you know, when I was thinking about what to do as a show, I wanted to know, how did we deal with it? How did I deal with it? I rested. You know, if I felt sad, I just let myself feel sad, you know. Um, but when I knew I was getting in a dark place, you know, I would pray and call friends and talk to friends. Um, I was blessed to be able to come home, to leave L.A. and come home and spend time with my sister and her children and my nieces and nephews because, you know, L.A. was shut down. But what about people who don't have that? What about what if you can't leave to go somewhere where you're around other people where you can quarantine with loved ones? Um, What about how can we deal with this world in the state of shock that we in? You know, I don't like to use that word new normal that I've heard because we don't have a stabilized normal yet. There is no new normal. We don't know where we're going. So we are grieving the loss of many things, including loved ones. It can be overwhelming and at times exhausting. I know I have been exhausted. Well, I got good news. There are things you can do to help you get through this time. And today, my guest is a dear, one of my best friends, one of my dear sister friends, but she's also an expert in the field of mental 
spiritual and emotional health. She is a published author of the book Healing Her. She's a licensed therapist and counselor, and her name is Amethyst M. Roberson. Let's welcome her to the show, y'all. Yay! Hey, M. Hey, thank you, Tiffany. I appreciate that introduction. You are welcome. So, my friend Am, again, like I said, she's not only a friend, but I would not have somebody on the show that didn't know what she was talking about. She knows what she's talking about. She has lived through her own tragedies, but through those tragedies, not only has she been able to triumph, but she's a she's that kind of therapist that she's going to be real with you and honest mm-hmm. about what she is going through. So when you listen to her tips of what she has to give us, you know, take those seriously and just, you know, incorporate that. I know that you guys have probably been reading a lot about that already, but let's let's see what Am has for us. So what do you think? What are some things that you think we can do in this unprecedented time to help us? Yeah, I mean, you like I said, you gave a great introduction to Am. And a great snapshot of what most of us are going through right now. Like we see a lot of advertisement that says we're in this together. And that is so true for once in a lifetime, everybody is being affected in some type of way. People are um, dealing with it in different ways as well. And so, you know, whether it's someone coming in for counseling or if it's a friend or a family member, grief and loss is something that's prevalent right now. And so it is important to address those things during this time. I've had my own personal um, battle with losing my father in February of this year, right before COVID hit, in which, you know, my dad, he's, mm-hmm. he's comical. And, <laughs> and I, I think it's comical that he got up out of here right before COVID hit. You know, he's mm-hmm. like, peace, I'm out of here. And so and just a side yeah, note, like, yeah. that's not crazy for her to say it because I do know her father. He always asks me why I didn't have a man, but that's <laughs> neither there or there. But he, he was, a, that was my dad too. I loved him. And, yes. and it is ironic. He probably planned it. I he think. probably planned that. And so <laughs> uh, the first tip I like to start with is something that he would often say, he would say, uh, and it's not traditional in terms of a therapeutic word, but it's something that was real to him and something that uh, we laughed about right before he passed. He said, root hog or die poor pig. I'm like, what in the world? And he finally, Wait, now he is from Alabama, right? Just you well, it's it. Mississippi. Mississippi, Mississippi Alabama, you know, hey, okay. So. Root hog or die poor pig. And so that simply means that you, you have to be able to fend for yourself. Mm. So during these times, it's important to be mindful of yourself. Go through your own mental checklist and determine what are the things that I need, not to just survive, but to be more than a conqueror through this situation. So he left saying something that was prophetic to me and and to our generation that you definitely have to be able to fend for yourself. And if in a, in a biblical way, that's saying, God, you do your part and I'll do my part. And so that's one of the tips that I I hold dear to me, Mm -hmm. you know? And so another tip is before you move on, that Mm -hmm. was powerful. Mm -hmm. So root, Hog, hog or, or die, die of pole pig. A pole pig. Okay. <laughs> because hogs do go after it. If yes. you think about it, if you yes. see them in, in okay. Root yep. hog. And and I like that too because if we take care of ourselves, then we have enough energy to take care of 
other people. people. We can't take care of other people if we can't take care of ourselves. But we have to make sure that we're okay first. And whatever that looks like, that's good. That's a good tip. That same analogy we often use in therapeutic uh, sessions where if you're on a plane and a plane is getting ready to go down, there's an emergency, there's a shock, there may be some mental things that you're going through while that's happening. You want to grab the mask for yourself first to secure yourself. And then you want to make sure those around you are okay. And so root hog and diapopig is not being selfish. It's making sure you are putting yourself in a place where you're well balanced so that you can take care of those that you love. Mm -hmm. And that's why I find myself often being able, being refreshed to take care of those that I love and appreciate in my own life. That's great. I love that. I love that tip. Yeah, so, so I have several. So I'm, I'm thinking about one thing that at the top of this year that God really spoke to me. He said, run through the rain. And I had no idea that COVID was about to happen. I had no idea that my dad was going to pass. And that came from a, and I'll give you a quick story about it. That came from a race that I lost. I used to run track. I, mm-hmm. I ran uh, for many, many years. And for high school, we were state champions. And I remember one particular race I lost. And um, I really learned a lesson from that because I, I ran the best time of the year. But as I was going into that race, all I could see was the rain. All I could see was what could defeat me, what could cause me to stop, what could cause me not to run it. But my coach began to really encourage me to go ahead and get on the track. I didn't I didn't win that race, but I ran the best time of my life. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying through this in running through the rain We don't have to win every battle that we go through with COVID, Mm -hmm. but you can run the best race of your life. Mm -hmm. If you will get in the race, listen to that mentor, that coach, that spiritual advisor that's helping you navigate through these situations. Mm -hmm. It's okay to go ahead and get groceries like you've never, you probably never experienced anything like this. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people are unemployed. You're going to have to do things that you never thought you had to do. Mm -hmm. I had to get in that race. I had to run this race in a way that I never thought I would have to. And guess what? I ran the best time of the year. Mm. And so that's what I want to encourage everybody with is to run through the rain. Mm. That'll preach. We could stop right now, but we're not because she has <laughs> other really good. That, that'll preach right there. I, I mean, I'm, I'm a little moved by that run through the rain. Through and the rain. you know what? That's what we have been doing. Mm-hmm. And we have to continue to do that. Mm-hmm. I have a question with that. Mm-hmm. Is it okay? I always find that, uh, you know, last year I did something on grief, you know, because you knew my mom passed away. Mm -hmm. Um, And now we're talking about grief, not just dealing with people who've lost people, not only due to COVID, but also uh, just regular natural death situations. Mm -hmm. Is it okay? For me, sometimes I would just let myself lay down and not that I was accepting a depression, but just to just be like, okay. I don't feel like fighting right now today. I'm not going to lay here forever, but I I need to do that. Is is that okay? What does that look like? Yes, it it looks just like that. It looks like being mindful. And so being mindful means just be present, Mm -hmm. accepting where you are. It's Mm -hmm. not that you have to engage in more activity, that you have to have people over or anything like that. But if you want to just, you know, be on the couch, lounging, eating some ice cream and things like that to help you deal with that moment, that's what's more important 
important than you trying to manufacture and make some things mm-hmm. up in terms of getting yourself together because mm-hmm. that'll come with the days and the time and the steps. And so intentionality means that you intend in your heart to move from that place. And mm-hmm. so if you're mindful about where you are and what you're thinking and how you're feeling, that's what's more important. Mm-hmm. And then that intentionality kicks in. Well, I don't I don't plan to stay here. Mm-hmm. I don't plan to lodge here. And so when you begin to move forth and you have an intentionality, that's when you have to embrace hope. Mm-hmm. It's so important during this season and this time to not forget hope. Hope is going to be, th- be the thing that really brings us out. Hope mm-hmm. um, deferred makes the heart sick. Mm-hmm. So a life without hope, a life void of hope will, will bring destruction, but a life filled with hope and promise, even if it's you just vegging out on that couch for a couple of days, mm-hmm. That's what's important. You you're being mindful and and you're making yourself important during those times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a question for you. What about the negative Nancys who are listening, or the negative um, Nathans and Nancys? Nathans. <laughs> oh, I, I mean Nathan. I don't know. I want yeah, as a man or woman. But anyway, <laughs> what about them? You know, we're like whatever. You know, is it some people that are resistant to hope? Yes. But, but we have to have hope. Like it's so. You can't live a life. How would you encourage them? What if they? What if their nature is to be like, well, I'm a. I've heard people say this. I'm a quote unquote realist, but you're really not because if you're living a life devoid of hope, you're not a realist. You're just a depressed, miserable person. That's how I feel. Uh-huh, uh-huh. You, you can be a realist and see the reality, but work towards a future and hope for their future. How would you address those people, negative Nancys, in this time? You know, negative Nancy's and I think you and said Nathan. That's hilarious. <laughs> and so, you know, everybody has a way of dealing with loss. Mm-hmm. And so the way that I would approach it, if I were in a session where I had Nathan and Nancy, they're negative, I would deal with where their thinking is. And I would ask them, is it is it true what you're thinking? I mean, like, is it absolutely true? Like can you line up everything in your life that will prove what you're saying mm-hmm. is true? Mm-hmm. And if they're like, well, yes, I can, I can do that. Well, I would go into the, the part where I would say, you know, well, how is that making you feel right now? How was that thought that you have about um, your life? How was that? Uh, how was that affecting the people around you? Do they want to be around you? Do they want to hear you more? And so I would try to to model for them the importance of listening to their own thoughts and looking at what's going on around them and within them. Do you have peace with that thought? Mm-hmm. Are you at peace? Do you are you able to be intentional with that? And so I would challenge that that thinking because mm-hmm. again, with everybody, we all have our approach and uh, we all have our defaults and what we'll fall back on when mm-hmm. we don't want to deal with reality. Yeah. Like you said, mm-hmm. that Nancy and Nathan are in a place of not really wanting to deal; they want to escape. And so at that point, you have to really challenge a person's thinking and determine. Okay, help them see. Okay, is this really what I'm looking for? Mm-hmm. And if they're like, well, well, no, that's not. Then that's a place where where hope is like that. It's not. It's like that light coming through mm-hmm. the blind. I like and so that. you know, if it's baby steps or that light coming through the the blind, that's what's important. Mm-hmm. You know, versus like a that. big major change in somebody's life. I like that. I like yeah. that. So giving them mm-hmm. baby steps and you know, like showing that crack. Okay, looking so, at the thinking. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah, good. Absolutely. So I know that we don't have a lot of time 
time and you had some other steps, I really want them. Give me two more steps that you really want to share with us real quick because I've been interrupting you because it's been too good, like for real. But anyway, give me two more steps that you think that are really imperative that people can take away from from listening to this and, and, and use in their life. You know, the last two things that I would say is never lose a sense that God is in control. Uh, as much as, you know, we're losing important leaders, uh, John Lewis and people mm-hmm. such as his stature. Uh, but it's important not to lose that God is in control. Yeah. God is the person who's orchestrating our life. And so we we are to constantly put our self in his hand. And so that means we have to reset spiritually. Mm-hmm. We have to go to him and, and ask him to, to lead us and guide us throughout the day. And then the last thing is you have to choose to fight, flight, fear, or walk in faith. Mm-hmm. So you have to really examine, you know, what are my fears when I get up in the morning and, and pray and ask God to help you to walk um, out in faith in in light of what you're seeing, you know, and not to get caught up in in flight because God he gave us our emotions, he gave us anxiety and all of our feelings, but we are not supposed to stay in that 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 place mm-hmm. of anxiety. And so um it's important for us to choose faith over flight fight and fear. Mm, okay. Wish I had more time to break that down, but you know break it, break it down. Yeah, give yeah. me about two more. I get, Break it down a little yeah, bit because so the, I love it. Because yeah, what you said with fight, flight, or faith, because yes. and God giving us the emotions, He did because those things help us survive. But the key word is don't sit in it. Don't sit in it. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean the 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 world around you is always constantly trying to uh, convince you of something contrary to what's right. And so the flight is this natural sense for us to run from faith, run from the fear, to try to escape from it. And what I was saying earlier about mindfulness, you have to be settled and accepting of the feelings that you have Mm -hmm. and, and not run from those things. And so that's simply, you know, just us regulating our emotions mm-hmm. and allowing God to, to filter us with this word and to begin to fight and stand in faith. Mm-hmm. And that, that fear um, begins, becomes smaller and smaller as we mm-hmm. begin to allow that faith to rise and rise mm-hmm. in us. And so that's, that's mainly the, you know, the, really it's the, the core of what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many situations that, I personally have gone through, but I know there are situations where people, you know, have lost loved ones and you still have to have that sense of hope mm-hmm. and that sense of faith mm-hmm. to, to carry on and to walk through. All right. Well, I wish we had more time. Uh, that was really good. I'm going to have to have you back. Let's do it. Therapist Tate, uh, therapist Roberson. Roberson. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's that's her other Maybe last that. name. Sorry, bro. Maybe sorry, that. brother. <laughs> She's married. Anyway, <laughs> but that is so good. I, and what I uh, want you guys to take again, um, my friend Amethyst Roberson. She is a licensed therapist and counselor. Please, please go purchase her book. It's on Amazon. Mm-hmm. It's called Healing Her. And can you tell me that's an acronym, right? The H E R. What does the acronym Healing, stand for? Healing, empowerment, and restoration. 
I got that book. Yes. I have read it a couple of times. There are yes. certain things that I go back. It's a worksheet. She's also working one. You working on one for the men with your husband, right? Yes, healing him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that'll be mm-hmm. out soon. So Amazon mm-hmm. healing her. Uh, please re-listen to this. She gave some really good points. Mm-hmm. Um, remember to unplug. Remember that it's okay to feel what you're feeling, mm-hmm. but don't sit in it and trust God. And the conclusion of the matter, my friends, is Jesus is still in control. And if you're one of my friends that don't believe in Christ, then I hope you do. But if not, he's still in control. He loves you. And you can still take pointers from this uh, podcast to help better your life as well. I will see you guys later. Until next time. Mm-hmm.